the thing about kindness, which is really, really important, is that sure, we all kind of know it and we see it, that sort of thing. But when it comes to marital kindness, if you will, or the, or the strength of kindness in a marriage, it's all about working that muscle. Mm, okay. It's like anything else. If you want kindness to have strength and power in your marital relationship, then you must exercise it. You must do that in order to keep it strong and in shape and handy, if you will. This week, we're going to discuss how kindness is a marital superpower. What does that mean? What does it look like? And how can it apply to your marriage? Dr. Noelle Nelson dives in. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm going to keep this short. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You should know that we have a website, pitchmag.com, with thousands of articles, our complete podcast archive with over 500 episodes, a free weekly newsletter, and more. If you like this podcast, please leave a rating or review to help encourage others to join. And without further ado, enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined by the lovely and the brilliant Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, Noelle is a clinical psychologist, a consultant, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is the author of over a dozen best-selling books. Uh, Recently, uh, Noelle has published The Longevity Secret, How to Live Happy, Healthy, and Vibrant into Your 70s, 80s, 90s, and Beyond. And also, she has published I Survived COVID-19, What Now? Finding Happiness and Success in a Post-COVID World. You can get this information and more at her website, noelnelson.com. Okay, Noelle, we are going to talk today about kindness, a marital superpower. Uh, You say that the Gottmans, as uh, in their well-known research on marriage, starting with Dr. John Gottman, uh, and we've talked about the Gottmans many times on this show, so hopefully uh, people listening are familiar with their work. Um, So uh, with his work, the Why Marriages Succeed or Fail, and their ongoing studies of successful marriages, talk about kindness as an important ingredient is is assuring marital happiness over the years. Yes, yes, they do. And uh, Steve, they aren't the only ones. There's actually been quite a bit of research in the past decade about the value of kindness in a marriage. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's start with the basics of what is kindness and how how is it defined? You know, kindness is one of those funny things that we we totally recognize it when we see it. Hmm. But if you ask somebody to define it, they'll just go, "Well, um uh well, it's being kind." <laughs> <laughs> right. And that that really doesn't help. So if we break it down a bit, what we find is that kindness has the components of being friendly, being generous, being considerate, and I think often a quality of being non-judgmental. Because mm. when you stop and think about it, when you're being kind, whether it's to a, a, a person or a pet or a, a plant, you're usually not judging them. Right. You are, you're just exhibiting that, that 
level of friendliness and, and generosity and care, if you will, mm-hmm. um, without thinking a whole lot about who or what they are. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And I, oh, I, go ahead. I was going to say, I, w- I, I have like two that I would add to that, mm-hmm. at least for me. Um, one is uh, attention. Yes. Like an undivided attention. And that will come in our discussion, absolutely. Um, and listening. Yes. That was, Which is yeah. all about attention. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, I, I was interrupting. <laughs> all right. Doesn't matter. Um, on the contrary, I always find our back and forth very stimulating. Uh, the thing about kindness, which is really, really important, is that Sure, we all kind of know it and we see it, that sort of thing. But when it comes to marital kindness, if you will, or the or the strength of kindness in a marriage, it's all about working that muscle. Mm, okay. It's like anything else. If you want kindness to have strength and power in your marital relationship, then you must exercise it. You must do that in order to keep it strong and in shape and handy if you will. Right. And I mean, this gets into what we talk about all the time about taking your partner for granted. Correct. And so in order not to do that, you need to work this kindness muscle. So what does working the kindness muscle look like in a marriage? Well, for example, let's say you're tired or, or maybe you're distracted or you've had one of those days and your partner seems to need something. I don't know what, doesn't matter what, help with the chores, a back rub, whatever. Exercising the kindness muscle means setting aside for a moment your own distress, whatever it is and at whatever level it is, and then turning, as you so correctly put it, Steve, turning your attention to your partner in a spirit of friendliness, considerateness, generosity. Mm. And doing that consistently. Mm-hmm. In other words, what would be a lot easier, right, if you're feeling all tweaked out when your partner obviously needs something or other, even maybe stated it, is to, mm-hmm, you know, and then sort of keep your nose in your phone or on the tube or whatever and ignore them, really. Take them, as we said earlier, for granted. Right. Uh, whereas, and I'm sorry, and that is the easy route and it's certainly the understandable one and sometimes that's the best we can do. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. you know, sometimes the best you can do is not bark at your spouse. Well, I, but, I you know, I, I, I want to toss in here. I think sometimes, and this, uh, I'm going to use a different metaphor really quick. Dieting. A lot of times people think uh, in order to have, to do a successful diet, you have to have a perfect diet. And it really comes down to making better, healthier choices in your diet in order for it to be a sustainable lifestyle. And so what you're talking about is, you know, this is how you have, like, this is how you flex the kindness muscle in your marriage. And of course, you're not going to be perfect all the time. uh, But this is the, this is what it looks like when you do it properly and make those healthier choices. Yes. And that's a great analogy because perfection is not required. Mm -hmm. Um, Relationships are for the most part, forgiving, if you will. Right. So if 10%, 15% of the time you fall off the kindness thing and just ignore, it's not drastic. It's not dramatic. 
What happens, unfortunately, and especially as people stay together longer and longer, is that instead of being the 10 or 15 percent, it morphs into the 80 or 85 percent. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it turns into neglect. Right. And neglect, which is virtually the same thing as taking someone for granted, is will kill anything. Mm-hmm. You neglect a plant and it dies. Yep. Right? Oh, I'm, I'm very aware of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, people aren't any different, yeah. especially in a, in a marriage. A marriage is not a self-sustaining vehicle. Mm-hmm. A marriage requires input, not perfect input, but it requires in, input. And kindness is one of those that is relatively easy to access and mm-hmm. relatively easy to do on a pretty consistent basis. Right. And, and I know we're going to talk about this in a second, but you, I mean, you, excuse me, you mentioned about, um, you know, just not snapping and this gets into something we've talked about in the past about particularly when you're going out to work or something along those lines and you get really frustrated and because you're so close with your spouse, they're the people that you want to confide in, um, and express your frustrations, uh, and, and one of the problems that can happen is they become your exclusive outlet for this. And that seems to be the majority of the interaction. And so all they get is how frustrated and angry and upset you are. And they don't get the kindness that you're tossing around at work because that's what being a good employee looks like. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Which is why Self-care is actually, is really important. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm stumbling around my words here. Self-care, a large part of self-care is learning to deal with your own negative emotions without inflicting them on other human beings or animals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about self-care lately, and p- people seem to think of it as being going to the spa. Right. Um, spas are nice. <laughs> but, you know, really self-care has much more to do with how am I handling my own stress? So that I am not part of the problem in the world. Can, can I take a slight detour on this sure. really quick? So when you talk about that, um, I think one of the things that's happening in a greater context in society is a lot of people are, instead of maybe journaling or having coffee with a friend and discussing it or whatever, they're going on social media inventing that stress. And so we have created this like, system of stress release for all these people. And we, I mean, granted, you can kind of pick and choose who you follow and everything on social media, but it seems like we have this, um, influx of people in unison expressing all the stresses of the world. Uh, and it seems to be exacerbating the issue. Well, it certainly exacerbates it because anything you focus on grows, doesn't matter what. They're not in unison, though. I think that it is simply a method that people have found is easier or more attractive to them mm-hmm. than journaling or other more private activities. Um, well, I we think, are, I, uh, sorry, I think to that point, I think part of the reason people find it uh, successful for them, at least in that regard, is because they get the likes and confirmation sure. of their whatever it is that they're expressing. Oh, absolutely. We all like to think we're right. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't think there's a being on the planet who runs around going, oh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. 
about you know the things that are important to them. So we all like to be right and to to see that, oh my goodness, there's 49 and a half other people who think just the way I do. Yay, mm-hmm. I'm vindicated. Okay, that's lovely, but it's doing nothing for your stress level. Right. I mean, on the contrary, it's amping it. Mm, right. So I understand the lure of social media, and there's a lot of good stuff that happens through social media, mm-hmm. but to use it as your personal venting ground is probably not the healthiest thing for you and certainly not the healthiest thing for others. Okay, good. Thank you for bringing that back and grounding it and what we're t- <laughs> talking about, because <laughs> I feel like I went off the rails a little bit, but I think you kind of summed up my internal feelings without being able to articulate it. So that was excellent. Thank you. So the bottom line is try not to use your spouse as a mental punching bag. <laughs> yes. And if you do, see, this is the thing. There are ways and there are ways of doing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And a way of doing some some venting, even in the presence of your spouse without it tanking your marriage, would be to say up front, honey, I had one of those days. I mean, I had a really humdinger of a day. Mm -hmm. So I would like, if you don't mind, you don't have to listen, but I'm going to sit here and spout for about five minutes. Mm -hmm. Is that okay? Yes. And frankly, if your spouse is willing to just nod and go, "Mm -hmm, sure, honey, and then put the AirPods in or whatever (laughs) and, and let you go. It's fair if you announce it. Here's what's not fair and what is not kind is just to walk in the door and say, I have had the most crap day and and you wouldn't be, and just go off. Just go off. Mm-hmm. Your spouse at this point doesn't know what to pay attention to. Yeah. Do I really should I be listening to this rant to see if there's something in there that I need to take care of? Uh so you'll love this. Um this is something that Jessica does where she will say, I don't need you to fix this. I just need you to listen. Yeah. I just need to get this out. So don't, I'm not looking for you to answer or give me any fixes, but I'm going to talk. <laughs> and it like, it's, it's nice because it allows me to just listen and I don't have to even attempt to try to fix anything. No. And I just, and I know to shut up in, yeah. in the most kind way. Right. Yes. And see, that is kindness. Yeah. That is kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, so we're talking about flexing this like kindness muscle. Um, but as we're discussing right now, sometimes you're angry and sometimes your spouse is angry. Um, so how can you possibly uh, express that uh, kindness muscle and flex it? during those times. And I think we just mentioned one of them, actually. Well, what we mentioned really is when we, when you're angry, right? Okay. Right. But let's, let's address when your spouse is angry because that's equally important. And I'm going to, uh, come back to something that I, I, I think about a lot, which is everybody is actually doing the best they can with what they have from where they are, mm-hmm. which is, if you will, a real grounding statement for understanding. Right. And when your spouse is angry, if they haven't announced like Jess, your wife did, you know, just, just shut up and listen. Uh (laughs) If they haven't announced that, but on the contrary, really going at it Mm -hmm. is to, to try within yourself, first of all, to repeat to yourself, they are just doing the best they can with what they have from where they are. And I'm going to sit here and try my best to understand what's going on with them. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not going to judge it. 
because that would be unfriendly, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to be generous with my time and attention because that's kindness, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be considerate in hearing them out, which is the other piece of kindness that we discussed. So we have spoken before, Steve, more than once about the value of going to that place of understanding. Right. Especially important when your spouse is angry. Right. And especially if they're angry with you. <laughs> right. Because it's it's quite I wouldn't say easy, but it's easier when your spouse is railing against one of the kids or the in-laws or that neighbor across the way or whatever. It's easier than to engage your your kindness muscle in the direction of understanding. It's a lot harder when you're being mentally flogged. When you're yeah, when you're the target of Correct. complaint. Um is this I guess what I, I'm thinking about is is this really any different than just being empathetic? Because I think when something like this happens, um, you know, a lot of my a lot of times my mindset will go to um, how do they feel? Like, why do they feel this way? Um, to, to get back to your grounding statement, um, as opposed to thinking about how it's making me feel. Um, and, and so when, when I'm able to think about, wow, the, whatever I did must've really ticked them off. Um, I mean, that just sounds like empathy to me. Empathy is certainly in the mix. It is, however, a somewhat more distant okay. feeling or emotion. You can feel empathy without having doing anything. Okay. Without any kind of like reflection Correct. on the situation. Got it. Okay. I mean, I feel empathy for an awful lot of the world. Mm, and right. yet I don't run out and, and try to fix or do something with every piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why kindness is a slightly different beast. Usually kindness will involve some kind of action, even if it's a spoken word. I mean, it doesn't have to be a a physical action, but often it is. I like that. Yes. I very much like this, this idea of empathy being this feeling, whereas kindness is an action. Yes, more so. Mm. And, and the thing is that empathy is a little bit removed emotionally. Mm -hmm. I, you know, again, back to that, I, I believe me when I see somebody on a street corner and their sign says homeless, give whatever you can. There are times when I can and there are times when I can't. And But I will always feel empathy. Right. But kindness doesn't necessarily kick in. Not that I'm being unkind. Sure. I'm just being rather neutral. Right, right. Yes. Oh, that was a great example. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Um, so then what, uh, talking about kindness... What does it look like in the everyday of marriage? This is where we come back to your statement early on, Steve, about attention and listening. Okay. At its most basic, kindness looks like the willingness to listen with an open heart Mm -hmm. and being attentive. In other words, not just walking around the house as if they're a piece of furniture, but being attentive to what's up with your spouse. Do they look tired? Mm-hmm. Do they look worried? Would a kind word be helpful? Just right. being aware is one of the most marvelous things that we rarely talk about. Just being aware of where your spouse is at. And if they're happy, how wonderful. Right. Then kindness is saying, oh, you look so happy. It makes me feel so good. Mm-hmm. 
or I'm so happy you're happy, whatever occurs to you. It doesn't have to be, kindness does not have to operate in a negative situation only. Right. Yes. Yeah. So kindness can be, oh, you you had such a great day today. Maybe we should celebrate. That's kindness. Right. And I, I feel like the way we've been discussing it, um, if you misread the conversation, you might think that kindness is used as a way to fix problems, but it's to what you're just discussing. It's, it's an all the time thing. Yes. It can be an it's, all the time thing. It is. And it, above all, it's an awareness mm-hmm. and we're, we're full circle back to, please, please don't take your spouse for granted. That's the quickest way to nuke your relationship. Right. And, you know, circling back to, uh, Dr. John Gottman, one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, uh, is stonewalling and attention and awareness would be the opposite of that. That is correct. So that is correct. So kindness is not about fixing. Sometimes it is, mm-hmm. you know, but that is not the core of, of it. Right. Kindness has, that's why we break it down into friendliness, generosity, and considerateness, consideration, because people can relate to that and understand that, okay, that's not necessarily fixing anything, mm-hmm. but it is uplifting things, supporting things. Right. And I do love the inclusion of generous in there because you can be generous with far more than money. Oh, I mean, attention. We've been talking about exactly. it, right? Yeah. <laughs> attention, uh, trying to, uh, seeking to understand is a very generous act. It takes effort on your part. Mm-hmm. You know, generosity covers a lot, a lot, a lot. Because when people think kindness within the marriage, often they think, well, it's bringing some flowers. That's nice, you know, sure. or chocolates or, or making their coffee and all that's nice. Mm-hmm. But kindness, the generosity within kindness goes way beyond that. Um, and, and, the, and the thing that I wanted to also add to this is when you, when you start expressing kindness to your spouse, to your neighbors, to total strangers, mm-hmm. you will find very quickly how the, the reciprocity in that action. Yes. Um, it, it's crazy how much people will grasp onto your kindness and, yes. and then deliver it right back to you. Yes. And and I think partly because not that again going back to something you said earlier not necessarily that because people are unkind but the action of being outwardly kind is something that isn't in every single interaction that you um partake in and so when when you come across it like it really has an impact yes and it's so simple to do yes uh, one one last thing that I wanted to ask you, the please and thank yous and, and the courtesies and the etiquettes of, uh, you know, interactions, um, is that just what that is, courtesy and etiquette and not necessarily kindness? Or is that a part of the one of the tools in the kindness toolbox? It depends what you've got behind it. Okay. If when you say please, you mean it from the heart. Oh. Kindness is very much a from the heart thing. Okay. And when you say thank you, if you mean it from the heart. Mm-hmm then it's not just etiquette. Got it. Now, does that mean you shouldn't do it as just etiquette? No, heck no. Please and thank you are very valuable under all circumstances, mm-hmm. right? But people know the difference, especially with thank you. Yeah. Especially with thank you. They know when it's meant from the heart. And again, this isn't a big gooey heart statement. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is just sort of the natural kindness, if you will, that all of us have available pretty much most of the time. Right. And, and it's, it's quite delightful. It makes, it makes things, mm, 
smoother and easier between humans. Yeah, it's greasing the rails of social interactions. Yes. And 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 the, like what you're just describing too about it, it doesn't have to be this like over the top gooey thing. No. This, this gets into uh going back to my dieting metaphor. Like if every single meal you eat is like an act of I don't even know what, but something that is like overwhelmingly difficult to execute, you're probably never going to do it. Correct. And and so it but if it becomes this like simple thing you can just like grab off the shelf, yeah, you're gonna make that meal all the time. And I think that's where the 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 kindness of the etiquette comes in. Yes. Because these are the simple things that you can do. You don't have to like fall over yourself thanking somebody, but no. when you do it in a sincere way with, and you know, we had, we didn't talk about it, but we've talked about it in the past of like tone and body language right. and all that stuff. And you, and you do it from that, that heartfelt place, mm-hmm. super simple at the ready all the time, almost in every single interaction. Yep. And you, and will, if you, if you engage eye contact, you, you, you got it nailed. Right. Right. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to add to the conversation before we wrapped it up? Only that if our listeners just reflect for a moment on what kindness means to them in their lives when they receive it, they'll feel warm and fuzzy in the best way. Mm, love it. Okay. Well, we will wrap it up on that note. So thank you so much for your time, Noel. It is always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. Uh, And before you go, I want to remind everyone listening that uh, you have just heard the brilliant information from Dr. Noelle Nelson, a clinical psychologist, consultant, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and the author of over a dozen best-selling books. Again, her most recent uh, are The Longevity Secret, How to Live Happy, Healthy, and Vibrant into Your 70s, 80s, 90s, and Beyond. Also... I Survived COVID-19, What Now? Finding Happiness and Success in a Post-COVID World. You can find these two books and many others at her website, noellenelson.com. You can, of course, find this information on our website, hitchedmag.com, where we have thousands and thousands of articles available to you for free. Uh, We have a weekly newsletter that goes out and much more. And uh, if you like this episode or any of the episodes you've listened to in the past, we greatly appreciate um, any kind of ranking or reviewing that you are willing to offer. So thank you so much. And until next time, that is going to do it. Take care, everybody.